0: It's it's kind of funny how this topic's coming up more now. Like it, this was a big topic before a pandemic, but now the great reshuffle. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. are thinking about their kind of where is their sweet spot, their job fit, mm-hmm. their passion, their purpose. Even if it doesn't mean they're leaving or changing, mm-hmm. just, but it might be where they're at. We we see that a lot, or because they are thinking of a change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I the three most common things that we hear is, okay, I'm feeling stuck. Yep. I'm just feeling stuck or kind of that untapped potential. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm not uh, really in my right fit or doing the thing that I'm supposed to do. The second one is thinking about a change. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the change is. Right.
1: They're which just, There's a stirring within. There's a
0: stirring. <laughs> but I love that one because I think there's so many voices out there and so many kind of I don't know, uh, people saying, you know, find your passion and like go for it and do the thing you love. But a lot of people are stuck going, yeah, but I don't know what that thing is mm-hmm. or how to make it happen. So, um, the third one is maybe the more introspective. Like I just want more career purpose. I want more fulfillment in the everyday since I spend most of my waking hours at work. Yes. Um, and that one is probably the, the most, um, Telling of the great reshuffle is okay. People have been waking up to that, mm-hmm. or they've been thinking that for a while, and this is like the little push they needed to do something about it. So I don't. Do you hear anything else that causes people to want to figure this out?
1: No, the only one. Well, yeah, I said no, and then I said the only one. So you <laughs> covered you, it. You, you covered them. <laughs> could you just be clear?
0: I'm confused.
1: Yes. No. What? Did, what was the question now? <laughs> confused you covered them <laughs> however the only other one that comes is more like stages of life make me want to question mm. just stages of life yeah i feel as though i need to have more purpose because i'm at a certain age or I'm. does that make sense that's what i would add
0: yeah and it's interesting that this kind of does line up with some of the neuroscience research but you've just anecdotally like noticed in your coaching over the years that kind of 27 and 47 hot spots yeah and that is that kind of mostly related to those life stages and career mm-hmm. shifts,
1: yeah, I think they're either they're feeling like, "Oh gosh, it's time to get serious, yeah, and nothing's worked, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they're about to be thirty, and they feel like that pressure, yeah, or forty seven they're just they've they've done a twenty year run, and they're they've hated the whole run, or they've had a great run, they just want more meaning or a shift or a change,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. And so much of the neuroscience is saying there's actually chemical shifts that happen around those stages in your brain. So I'm always wondering, like, is it, <laughs> is it the long run and ready for a change that affects some of that? Mm-hmm. Or is it the biological piece that right. affects the other? I, I actually don't know if, there, if anyone has kind of started to figure that out. But, you know, often it's just not clear, like, what you want to do next. Even if, again, even if you're staying where you are career-wise, but wanting to grow or find your niche. I talked to someone yesterday in our membership community who is not itching to leave or change, but just like, I want to make the most of where I'm at. And I really, I feel like it's time for me to grow up into my true Mm. self here. (laughs) It was cool. It's time
1: to grow up. Yeah.
0: And I just, what I want to say to anyone listening is it really is possible to figure this out. It is. Because I think it can be easy. And I was once in this place of, "Ah, but can you really, like, is it actually possible to figure out what you like to Mm -hmm. do, what you're good at? Um, It's definitely possible. It just kind of takes a process. Mm -hmm. It's not about trying harder. It's not about waiting for that, like, magic moment of clarity. Yeah. There's a process to it. And you can go through the steps. And that's why coaching, things like coaching help to have outside perspective. If you have process and perspective, you can really make it happen.
1: Well, you know how you can't really tell your kids at certain ages what to do. <laughs> well, you mm-hmm. haven't gotten good there quite yet, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe so, even with six. I was just talking to my 19-year-old last night, and she was talking about life again, you know, and I was like, so where are you kind of at with jobs again? You know, it's very, she's very loose. And <laughs> if you try to tell her things, ooh, you yeah. know. So she said, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm, it's just going to hit me in the face. I'm just sure. Sh- but she said that real serious, I'm sure, right? Very serious. Yeah. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. she's like, I just know it will. Like I, it's just going to, it's just going to hit me in the face. I said, oh, like, and I'm thinking to myself, it kind of doesn't always do that. You know, like, and I said, well, let me just give one example. Like, it's like someone single saying, I want to fall in love, but they never leave their house you know
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: except here's the unfair part like all the logical people right now are thinking like yeah but the the totally unfair annoying thing is that those people are the only people who it will actually just right. hit in the face she
1: said that right she's like it will <laughs> hit her in the face shaking
0: her head. Yeah. Yeah.
1: and of course I also feel like there's a whole generation of people Thinking, oh, you can fall in love in your house and never leave. There's the nap. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Suddenly right. you just don't even know. Oh my gosh. I for me, it was a solid twelve years of trying to think about this question of like career sweet spot. So I'm the weird one, but um, I've accepted it and I'm happy to share that. Mm-hmm. But so really, I, for about 16 years, was trying to diff- look at the different things out there and read the books and, you know, listen to the talks and, and try the different tools and the personality tests. And um, I'm a little bit like that, an experimenter. And so I was trying to, you know, dabble in everything out there and figure out, like, what actually works and mm-hmm. how can you pull together the few tools or steps, the impactful parts that actually um, get results and that's actually what led to our course, The Career Sweet Spot, which is part of our, um, our membership community. It's uh, basically a five-step process. There's like five-minute videos, short videos with steps that you take along the way. you can do it with a community and with coaching. Um, but it basically pulls together those most impactful parts into a simple process. Mm-hmm. And it works. It, it consistently works. Mm-hmm. Now, is it just a magic button? No. And mm-hmm. it's different for every person. But the process does work because it's an intentional looking at like what has been true about you in the past. Mm -hmm. How does that map to your current reality and then translate that into what are your next steps moving forward? So I'm actually going to outline that process in a minute. But um, as usual, I'm going to like say a bunch of other stuff. Yeah,
1: you should. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll just sit here and wait.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay. Maybe think about like a promo you could do, and then just like interrupt me and do some really awkward promotion. Right.
2: <laughs> Ready, go.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, one thing I want to say, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Okay. I just really believe everyone's an expert in something, and. A lot of people that we work with, or in our community, and I think ourselves too, have had times where we, you just feel that imposter syndrome, like, oh, oh well, everyone's so like got a thing, and I don't have a thing, or what am I good at, or I'm not the best at that.
2: Mm-hmm. Even the
0: way people get hung up about um, like university and degrees around, like, oh, but there's someone who's like more of an expert, so I am not qualified to do anything right. here. Right? Not true. Like, right. I I didn't ask
1: you if there was someone who was more of an expert than (laughs) you. I asked you if you were an expert at anything. Right. Even in the smallest capacity. Yeah. Do you know more about something than someone else?
0: Right. Because there's always something you're into. So Mm -hmm. you've naturally paid more attention to it, maybe studied some of it, maybe practiced in it. And I'm not asking if you're the best, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you have no value to offer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, uh, okay, so people looking for help with like career, leadership, life coaching, they come to us are we the best out there in the world? Mm-hmm. Well, no, we're not claiming to be that. But also, are they like only going to access that person? <laughs> Probably not. Sunny's like, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm ia little bit, I soapbox on that a little bit. I think no, everyone's... So,
1: yeah. Sorry, you're yeah. right. You're right. So I was thinking about how when I was coaching at the call center... People used to, at the, co- they were like, well, I can't, you know, I'm, I can't be a mentor. Let's just going there f- to anyone. And I was always like, oh, well, if you've been here a year, you're a mentor to someone who's been here six weeks. Mm. You know, if you've been here two years, you're a mentor to someone who's been here a year. See, it's so, so there really is always someone to go to yeah. who's just one step ahead of you. Right. So, same thing with skill sets.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And everyone has some things that they're interested in. So, you've probably gotten pretty good at that or knowledgeable about it. And it might just not be like the typical box in the org chart type of role. So Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily talking career, but, um, you know, your thing might just not be the typical tangible thing. So then you think, oh, well, I don't have a thing. Then A lot of times, like with the career sweet spot process, the answers to what's next come out of what you naturally did growing up. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the part of the process I think you and I both love because it's just fun to kind of think back would you play as a kid or what mm-hmm. what always naturally what came not what came to you naturally but what what did you gravitate toward naturally mm-hmm. there's always clues in that, even if it's like some silly thing uh one of mine was like building tree forts in the woods, oh mm-hmm. oh, so Steve, like you're trying to become a professional tree fort builder, yeah like right. Well, <laughs> That's not the point. There's a the, lot of money in that. There's really, it's a niche. It's, uh, the wow. riches are in the niches, Steve. yeah, in like, the ditches, in <laughs> <and> the ditches. <laughs> it's just like there's clues in that, though. Yes. You know, you dig into that, and that's part of the the course walks through this, but part of the coaching process too is like, but but what about that?
1: Right. I love that. It's I love coaching people through that, especially because you have them do several stories, and then you get them thinking about the themes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, of course, you quickly see themes uh, across a bunch of stuff, like the tree fort that was like, okay, I love building things. Um, That is absolutely translated to, like, I needed to leave corporate and build a business. I'm like, this is just in my blood. Um, I think sometimes, too, when people um, can push through the imposter syndrome and start to own, like, what they actually care about and what they're good at it inspires the people around you like crazy and you often don't know it. I heard from someone the other day who is making kind of a shift in her career and she's later in her career. So it's not the typical thing at her stage. She's also like making a lot of money and like achieved what a lot of people are trying to achieve. So it's, it's not the common move. And I just, I'm, I love it because what's happening is as others around her start to find out, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired by you. Like, you can do that? You can, like, you can make a shift or you can try new things? (laughs) And they're telling her, directly to her, like, Mm -hmm. I'm so inspired by you. And she's like, Mm -hmm. why? She's so confused. (laughs) But it's, uh, I think it's just the, like, oh, you can. They're seeing it in someone like them Mm -hmm. um, to be intentional like that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So true. I think people, they're just living their normalness, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and someone else sees it as like mind blowing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a small thing, but it's a big thing to mm-hmm. others. Um, and also similar to that person, but a lot of times people can feel like, oh, well, now that I'm starting to think about this, maybe all of my past experiences wasted time. Like what I, what, all that time I was like not in my sweet spot was that just like wasted and start to feel down about that or maybe it's discouraging and I think the opposite is true it comes up a lot in coaching it's like no that's actually all of that past experience that's what's going to make you even more special in, in what what's next because you're taking that experience with you a lot of times people are helping others um because of what they've learned or avoid the mistakes they've made or learn from what mm-hmm. they've already learned <laughs> or sometimes it gives you a unique perspective like you and I both have this I bring a uniqueness to our industry of coaching because I was an engineer
2: yeah you do. So I think with mm-hmm.
0: systems and stuff it's going to mm-hmm. allow us to help more people be more organized you know some of the things that a lot of coaches struggle with you have Well, you actually have a few different of these. Do I? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, One that I often brag on uh, you about is you've worked in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. You've prepped people for PR things. So when it comes to communication skills for like a leader in a corporate setting, Mm -hmm. you have a unique ability to like help them tweak their body language or their voice, their tone, their presence and how they communicate and present themselves Mm -hmm. like I I know a lot of that stuff intellectually. I can't do it the way you do it. (laughs)
1: Right. I would have never thought that would have connected to coaching ever at that time, Mm -hmm. ever. But it really is actually the same thing because what you're doing is you're looking at a human being and you're thinking, well, what's working Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and what's not working? And how can I help them make what's not working work?
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. It's the
1: same. It's a similar to the to the coaching yeah. process.
0: Or you and I both have this one with music. We're both musicians, and we've done a lot of like performing or recording in the past, and so it allows us in the coaching setting or especially on stage facilitating a workshop or speaking like you do a lot of speaking. It's the ability to improvise in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's like, I mean, I think more people hire us because of that. Right. Than the credentials, like we're not the type yep. that are mm-hmm. like, look at all my credentials. Mm-hmm. It's more yeah. like we can perform <laughs> yep. better than anyone.
1: You'll learn and have fun.
0: Yeah. That yeah. That so, is what a
1: lot of people are looking for.
0: Absolutely. Um, my wife actually starting a business right now. And it's like we're seeing this left and right because she was in, she was like a writer, nonprofit, fundraising, like all this different, totally unrelated stuff. But her interest in, she's always kind of dabbled in um, like photography a little bit on the side mm-hmm. or a little bit in like graphic design, interior design. And, and those interests, even though they were never part of her job, are now like allowing her to, um, they're playing into her work now. And adding to that. So anyway, point is made. Your past is not wasted. Those experience actually allow you to help others. All right. So I was thinking maybe we'd talk about some of the most common starting points for mm. the career sweet spot process. Okay. And then I'll actually, we can walk through the course, the steps of the course itself. Okay. All right. So um, one is the follow, the follow your passions. I said this at the top. Like, um, Okay, Sunday. just follow your passions. But a lot of people are like, yeah, but what are they? Yeah,
1: they, they don't know what they are. Some people have too many, Uh-huh. and some people can't remember a single one. Yeah. Or they feel they're just insignificant.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, so I think, what do I have, seven here?
1: Mm-hmm. You do.
0: Number two is personality <laughs> tests leave you feeling completely lost.
1: Yeah. You have an awakening about something, but you don't know what it translates to. Yes.
0: And yeah. this is the common kind of frustration. People yeah. are like... Okay, I did that test. It was awesome. I was excited, Mm -hmm. but now what do I do with it? Yeah. Um, Number three is the career maze. Uh, You kind of followed the path prescribed to you. You took opportunities that came your way, and then one day you wake up and you're like, how am I here? Is this the right spot? I don't know. I was just following the path because there's usually that inflection point of... When you're just like following the path to, at some point, you say, "All right, I'm, it's time for me to own my direction." Yeah, and think about. I find what I that want.
1: a lot. I speak a lot at University of Richmond because my husband's a professor there, and a lot of students, when I'm speaking on this, will be like, "Oh, I, I am only following what my parents pretty much told me <laughs> to, to do,"
0: uh-huh. and
1: they haven't given any independent thought at all yeah. to what they really want.
0: Yeah, and it can be hard up until a certain age. Mm-hmm. It seems like in your 30s it's when a lot of people tend to make the shift or, th- or start thinking about it differently. Um, another one is there's no box on the org chart for you. It's a common one in our community. You you kind of need a different process to navigate career because you don't fit the typical box of, okay, there are analysts and doctors and lawyers and project managers it's like you don't find yourself clearly in one of those boxes
1: yeah you know how when you fill out those forms too and it'll be like which even on linkedin like and you're like it oh, doesn't even exist
0: there they make what you it, feel terrible you about yourself I don't exist. yeah i'm not, not a i'm real, always other <laughs> i'm not a real person yeah always other yeah. i'm always other as well um this one's kind of funny to me i've always I've, like, I've already identified what I'm good at or what I value, but now I need to fit the puzzle pieces together.
2: hmm
1: Like, what to do with, like, what to do with it? Yeah. Yes. And
0: how, to okay, now.
1: So I know what I'm good at, but I don't know where it fits.
0: Yeah, where, where it fits. What, how the process. So
1: that's a lot of, like, like a where, the where piece that you'll talk about, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just busyness. Mm-hmm. I'm distracted. Oh, I just yeah. like, help me figure out. It's to...
1: busyness or it's, I want to stay busy. Yeah. <laughs> so <that> I don't <laughs> have to think about this.
0: Yes. Um, and then mm-hmm. number seven is, uh, one that's really fun, but I just don't like my lifestyle set up. I think this is what a lot of people have been questioning in the recent years. I don't really like how my life is set up. I want, or there's something I want different or I want to make I want I want life to kind of look a little different, and so work. I want my work to facilitate that mm-hmm. more versus my whole life being built around this work structure. Right. Mm-hmm. So it might be you know time flexibility for a lot of people, work life balance, those types of things. Um, but sometimes it's also uh, like for me, I, I wanted I wanted a work situation that would allow for exploring more. Areas of career and not be as boxed in, type of thing.
1: You know, it's interesting. We do a group coaching session every Wednesday for people who are doing the Career Sweet Spot. And I have this one person, interesting because usually people are coming to discover a, a very passionate thing. And she's coming because she's been doing a very passionate thing and now she just wants stability. And so all she wants to do is discover what that stable thing looks like, so that she can live a passionate life.
0: Yes, and That's I remember so there was one group session where a few people had that, and it was this. Maybe they were all a little nervous to say that, and then once someone said it, it kind of spread around the room, and it was like, "Oh, me too, me yeah. three, me four," and I loved that moment because yeah, it was almost the opposite of what you think it has yeah. to be. Uh, and remember yeah. I think you said so you want to be maybe like a mailman.
2: Yeah. I, and they were I, like, she yes. Was like yes. like <laughs> <she> yes,
0: did. <laughs> and and then everyone's like that She's would like, be I great. I
1: thought about that actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz especially oh, I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, she was specifically in kind of the arts.
2: Yeah, lots media,
0: of, yeah. creative mm-hmm. and said those jobs Film. can be super passionate yeah. fulfilling but you burn out. Yes. And I just want to be a male woman now. Yeah,
2: she (laughs) did. (laughs) Yeah, but
1: she just wants to pick the right one. Yeah. But she really wants it to be a little check-in and check-out thing so that she can enjoy the outside aspects of her life more. Love it. So she's going through the process for that, Mm -hmm. too.
0: Yeah, and either way, it's it's kind of just trying to design. I don't know. Design your life sounds so intense.
1: (laughs) It does. It's too big.
0: Design your life. Design. That is a good book, by the way. (laughs) Okay, our process is better, though.
1: (laughs) 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 Ignore that comment.
0: (laughs) Um, All right, so let's dive into the process. Like I said, it's basically five steps in the course. We'll kind of simplify it down here, but um, it kind of gives you the guided energy and the accountability. So you know the exact steps to take, and you're not worried about, am I missing something? Am I off track? So step number one, like we said, is instead of the personality tests, or the where do you see yourself Sunday in 5 years the hypotheticals mm-hmm. that's where the danger lies so again my like 16 year quest of trying all the things that's the number one thing i realized is most stuff is hypothetical and it's like well what do you want Sunday and you're like i don't know that's the problem and you don't want to just guess and stake a huge life change potentially on a guess so the key is to look back at past experiences right. what What is actually factually true um, in your life? And like we said earlier, if you can go back to what you played as a kid, that's the best because that's before you got too jaded or had all these influences and and kind of labels put on you by others. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people start to think, okay, well, yeah, in the past few years, what have I enjoyed in my work? And that's fine, but it's often very tainted and it's hard to separate what others said you should be good at or do versus what you actually were was your natural wiring so if you can go back to what you played as a kid it that's the most pure kind of clues are mm-hmm. back then now I realize some people you know there's all kinds of issues that can get in the way of that maybe yeah. like memory problems or
2: yeah
0: um someone I was working with recently who their childhood was so prescribed that they actually don't have many things uh, they chose to do. Yeah. Or, you know,
1: one there... person we were talking to had a lot of trauma in their childhood. So there was not, there wasn't any fun happening at all. Right. And so she started to discover her fun at about 17 or 18.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So understanding that's reality. But if you can, you know, but kind of the furthest back you can go, go back to that. And, the the way I like to frame it is what did you naturally play as a kid if you had no if if there was no direction to your time and you just had mm-hmm. blank slate what would what did you gravitate towards mm-hmm. and you start to feel like it's silly so you don't want to answer it and it's like yeah. you don't want to say the real because it feels like silly no that's that's the thing to go for mm-hmm. and it's like oh well I just played you know football like everyone else doesn't matter. Put it down. <laughs>
1: right. It feels insignificant, uh-huh. especially if if it feels like a common thing. Uh-huh. But you need to put it down.
0: Yeah. Okay. So step two then is what we break out in the course is your what, your where, and your why. Mm-hmm. So your sweet spot is really the intersection of your what, your where, and your why. There's a lot out there. Um, if you have dug into this, there's like the um, there's a lot of Venn diagram type frameworks that say, okay, uh, what you're good at and what the world needs and, um, the, the right timing, or there's like the four, uh, Ikigai has like the four, um, bubbles and it's what you love and what you're good at and what the world need. I think those are all great and those are all helpful. But again, what I found is they still lacked one main thing, which is, where is it that you use those talents or those passions? And so we break it into the what, the where, and the why. And that middle one, the where is typically a lot of light bulb moments come there because it's the it's kind of the one we don't talk about very often. So um, so the the what? the what is what are you good at? What do you love to do? This is like the skills and the activities. Mm-hmm. And actually, maybe talk for a second about transferable skills, because this is something that um, gets back to that imposter syndrome. Like, just because you haven't done this as a job before doesn't mean you haven't used some of these skills or Mm -hmm. abilities.
1: Yeah, it's funny. This one person who we're we're talking about that wants to have a little bit more of a buttoned-up, simpler job, I actually challenged her to take the job that she was doing Put it in Google and just say, what are the transferable skills? And she was blown away <laughs> at the, to- the topics that came up that could be used in so many other jobs. First, so first of all, a great tip is just do that. If you're thinking to make it a shift, put some categories. Google is like amazing, yeah, <laughs> they'll think they'll do the thinking for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> they'll think of and it'll get you thinking if yeah. you're stuck. but okay, so here's an example of a transferable skill. I remember there was uh, a girl who joined the career sweet spot call and she was just she was just tired of working specifically it was back to the where in the medical area. But so she was locking herself into there, and she did a lot of explaining and simplifying for people. That was a big something that came out. She was like, well, people always come to me and say that I explain processes well, especially when people are onboarded. They're like, I break things down really, really simple.
0: Not part of her job description, but something she naturally did as a skill.
1: Right. And so as we got to talking, I was like, you know— I, I did Maybe you should do a little research on learning and development. And she was like, Well, I should, first of all, she just didn't even know what it was. So I said, Well, go do the research. But she absolutely didn't. That she had so many transferable skills from like learning and development is breaking down. What we need to learn into simple steps so that other people can learn it, mm-hmm. and she told, and she landed it. She, yeah. she moved out of the medical industry, took those transferable skills, and started doing learning and development because she was able to articulate it, though. that's the whole thing too that people need help with is pulling it out of them first and then being able to articulate it. So great
0: example, yeah, okay. And so what happens with the what, where, and why? And in the course, like I really walk you through exactly how to do this, but you're you're essentially, Looking at those past experiences and using a set of questions to draw out the what, the where, and the why from those experiences. Mm-hmm. So just like you did with her, you helped her look at this past job and say, all right, what what about that role and how you were valued and how people came to you and all of that? okay, we pull out this skill that you can then transfer to something else. Mm-hmm. And I bet you if you looked at her, what she played as a kid, you'd see that same thing. She was the one breaking it down into a process, explaining it to somebody. And mm-hmm. It's right. kind of cool because now that we do this so much, you can see, I see it all the time, interacting with friends, neighbors, you see it all the time, the things people naturally do, you start to pick out those kind of unique skills and abilities. By the way, I mean, this is, this is all that personality assessments do. They're just using a broad set of questions to kind of pull these types of things out. So it's, you know, it's kind of interesting. The second step is the where. Now, the where, like I said, is usually where a lot of light bulb moments come because it's not something we think about. We're asked in our interviews. It's not something we have to think about in college. It's et cetera. The where is what kind of settings and environments help you thrive, Mm-hmm. What type of work culture do you do your best work in? Um, what is What are the environmental variables that are kind of when you're at your best? And so this one is a broad spectrum. Like you could talk about this in many different ways. And probably no one's going to have their ideal where. But the idea is to start to draw some of this out. The example I always give, because mine was a very clear one, was um, toward the end of my career in the big corporate setting I was doing the exact kind of work we do now and loving it so my what and my why which we'll get to in a second were absolutely like 100 check marks but I I left most days feeling like something is so off and mm-hmm. this is not me and <laughs> I'm leaving so much on the table and I don't and it took a long time to figure out it's because the setting the where was was way off for
2: mm-hmm.
0: me I mean you probably ninety ninety percent of the things about that work setting were the opposite of where I thrive, right, and so there's nothing bad about that environment right. it just wasn't for you it wasn't their mm-hmm. good fit for me, so of course, I had a great job, I loved it, but it wasn't the right. It wasn't really my sweet spot is mm-hmm. the point.
1: I noticed that a lot of college kids aren't thinking about this one at all yeah and and in some. In some aspects, they should just sometimes I'm just like, just jump in
0: somewhere. Yeah. Because
1: you don't know what your wear is sometimes until you've had the wrong wear. Yeah. <laughs> and it's part of the process. It's right. It's part of the journey.
0: And sometimes if there's things off in your wear, it can actually be a good thing too, because it's learning, mm-hmm. you know, you learn a lot from it or yeah. you grow in certain areas or um, or maybe other aspects of it are way more important and really, you know, make it worth some of those things being a little off, but the point is, if you're trying to get clarity on like your sweet spot, that question is big. And the final one is the why. This one I think more popularized in recent years. Um, and the why? Yeah, I don't
1: think my grandfather was thinking about this one. No,
0: no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In fact, <laughs> yeah. a lot of the generational tensions come out of this yeah, one. Yeah, they do. Just do the job. Suck right. it he, up. He worked at a felt
1: <laughs> shop. You know, like he just he made felt. It was that uh, for years, and he never once thought, "Why am I doing this?" Yeah, and he uh-huh. just was like, "The why was pay the bills to take care of the family,"
0: right? Which is also a great why. Mm-hmm. So again, this one um, is around, yeah. What what causes do you care about? What impact do you want to make in the world? Mm-hmm. Yes, all of that. But I think more specifically, it's like, what problem do you care about solving? Right. What problem do you want to be part of solving in the world? And in the world, quote unquote, could mean one person, could mean one tiny little niche, right. or could mean the whole world or anywhere in between. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not, I think we hear like, what's your why and what's your purpose? And we think it's got to be this global Huge. thing. right? And most people, it's it's very small. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the people who did change the world, it started with like their why was a little small thing. But uh, that's why I like the framing of what problem are you trying to solve? Mm-hmm. What's part of your? Well, I, something that just came yeah. to my
1: mind too is sometimes people's why. I was just thinking about how my son right now is trying to do a little bit of an entrepreneurial thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the most exciting topic. Mm-hmm. The why for him is that he wants to use his mind to try to grow something. The why is about growing something on his own.
0: Yeah. Yes. And okay, we. Uh, one of the members the other day in the in the career sweet spot group coaching session had a very similar thing, and I loved it. Hers was really, I just, what I love doing is helping people get something across the finish line. She's a really good how person. She's a really good, like, um, get the task done person. And so, again, topic doesn't matter as much, but she loves to be that supporting person. She's not the figurehead. She's not the point leader, but she loves to support them achieve the goal. Now, here's a little side tip that we were talking about. Sometimes you get stuck with your why and you don't know how to frame it, and usually it's because you're talking about a thing you care about. Try to think, but what's the impact to people, to a person? That really gets to um, when the why, when you really when you really get your why nailed down. It there's an emotion that comes up, and emotions are tied to the impact it has on people. Mm-hmm. So even for this person, hers was like, well, a lot of people are terrible at accomplishing their goals. They get distracted, they can't get a thing done. I love to help them
2: get across the finish line (laughs) and
0: achieve their goals and like get the task done. Even if it's the most mundane task in in a work setting. And even as we were talking about that, everyone was feeling a little bit of emotional tug. Like, yeah, that is so cool. It's the impact to the person that makes it so meaningful.
1: Hmm. So that's making me think, too, that sometimes the where and the why can be a little bit connected Mm -hmm. because if it's the why, (laughs) we're going to really confuse our listeners Uh, (laughs) here, the where, the why, the what, Uh, sometimes if you want to help someone reach their goals and that is why, the where is also connected to that because to potentially... The setting in which you're doing it, or the kind of people you're working with to help get over the goal, get mm-hmm. it the the company, uh, credit cards, you know, <laughs> something else mm-hmm. is 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 what interests you as well, which is connected to your why. Because I've had some people just say, "I just don't care about the company I work for." So that's not connected to my why because I don't care about what their purpose is. Yeah. So sometimes people just make that shift. And it's connected to where and why together. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. And why can be all just personal life and nothing to do with work. Again, right, this is why be. sometimes it pains me that people think it's like, okay, so we're, are we talking about career or life? I'm like, A yes. A little bit of both. If yeah. your work is facilitating the life you want, then mm-hmm. it's all tied together. Mm-hmm. For me, part of my why is like, I just want to have the ability to like invent things. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not my, that's not going to be my job. But I want to I want a job that allows me to do that. Mm-hmm. Another part of it is I want to be able to travel and explore. Like mm-hmm. I want my work to allow me to do that because right. my two vacation weeks a, a year job before Mm-mm. was never going to facilitate that. <laughs> like, or you know whatever the thing is. Right. Um. So one last thing about the why is it can change over time. Mm-hmm. So another place people get stuck is feeling like okay I got I I I experienced this for years. I got to figure out my purpose in life. If I get it wrong, my whole life's ruined. <laughs> so true. And a lot of people won't say that out loud, but mm-hmm. I've heard many people mm-hmm. very stuck on that. Or maybe it's it's subconscious, but that's kind of the thing hanging you up. So your why can change over time and you can have more than one. <laughs> this isn't
1: Yeah, and if you make a wrong choice, you just change it.
0: Mhm. <laughs> Yeah.
1: It's not the end of the world.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think sometimes there are like macro and micro. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know for the rest of my life, I'm always going to be about helping people grow into their potential Mm -hmm. and into their... No matter
1: where that is. No matter where it is,
0: how I'm doing it. That's a macro thing for me. Micro changes all the time. Like right now, one of my main goals is like growing in our marriage relationship together. We are like... I'm structuring a lot of things around make, being able to make that happen, mm-hmm. and that's like that's a why for right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's small things. So, yeah. um, so the why can change. So then, after you've kind of looked at your past experiences and and gotten some clarity on the what, where, and the why, again, it's not. It's usually not crystal clear the first time around. Mm-hmm. This is an iterative process, but you get enough clarity that you can do something with it. So the what do you do with it? Now you have to translate that insight into, okay, what does this mean though for my work?
1: That's the hardest part. It's the hardest part. That's right. where,
0: you know, the personality assessments stop and where the coaching begins because it's really simpler than you think. What I found works the best is to have um, a series of kind of conversations and You often call it curious conversations, and I like that term because it kind of frames what type of conversation, but a series of conversations where you're just taking this thing that you've written down about yourself and bouncing it off people who know you, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And it seems too simple to work, and yet-
1: It does. It works.
0: (laughs) So the key, though, the prerequisite is that you have something written down, and that's that's the part that the process is brought right. you. Right. You don't just
1: show up and say, So what do you what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> what what's my why? Yeah. You have something to start with and then they affirm it or sometimes we I'm gonna say this too. Do you want you feel like sometimes we lie to ourselves?
2: Uh-huh.
1: And a good friend will be like, uh, that actually feels like something you're trying to be that doesn't really feel like you.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's <laughs> and the point of the conversation. Yeah. Yes. They point out things you don't I always like to say you're um, you're like you're too close to yourself to see yourself totally. clearly. Mm-hmm. So they point out what's off or they affirm what's right. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, that and is they, and,
1: you. And then they add.
0: And they add. yeah. And and what happens is the process kind of gets you talking to even some more people who end up pointing you to the right opportunities. So you kind of, this process, you you attract the opportunities to yourself instead of thinking, okay, I got to go out and find the thing. That's the shift. Like, I feel like that's actually the whole flip of this process. Most, most efforts out there, or, or if there is a process you're following, it's like, go find the thing. And it's on you to do this impossible work. And it's like, no, you don't have to go find anything. You just have to kind of attract the right opportunities to your doorstep through these conversations. Because you know... People love to help people. They do. And so when you're bouncing it off them, they're like, oh, have you heard mm-hmm. of like this place, such and such? Or have you talked to so-and-so? Let me introduce you to this person. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you've found kind of the right thing. Either you've gotten clarity on what you want to go make happen, or you've like found the opportunity that you want to go after. So the the conversations, there is a there's like a strategic approach to it for sure. But you got to have that like purpose statement first. The yeah, thing you have hearing. to do the
1: work first. But I will say that this is the point in which we find most people who go through the course find the most energizing.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. They do. Yeah. It is kind of a dip. You're really excited at first. There's the dip mm-hmm. of most things like this where it's like, gosh, oh man. And then you start to come out on this side of it really yeah. energized. Yes. So really, once you do that, things start to come together. And that's why it's. It's a process, but it's not linear, it's not the same for everyone. So that is why we have this group coaching. It's good to be in community because at this point, you don't know how long it's gonna take. Mm -hmm. Some people it's a couple of weeks, some people it's a couple of years, but it's also iterative and you're kind of learning Mm -hmm. and then having to um, take the next step. But really, at that point, we find there's three common moves. It's like, how do I now bring this thing to life? Either you're trying to kind of grow in your current role or kind of level up in some type of leadership. You're going to look for a new job. Sometimes that can also be internal shift to a company, like a new role, or you're going to start and grow your own business. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the one I love the most. And it does happen <laughs> a lot because yeah. that was my story. But right. um one of those three tracks and we kind of have, we actually have a course with coaching for each of those tracks Yeah, that's separately. what's so
1: nice to me about it is, is sometimes people have this epiphany and then they're like, now what? <laughs> you know, yeah. now people, w- it's like, oh, you want to find the job now? Now you can pop right over to here, take this course. Or, oh, you want to start the own business? Just pop right over here. Yeah. So that is so nice. You don't have to like do this on your own.
0: Yeah. And even, I just want to emphasize the first one because um, I think people in this boat know it but others might not see it sometimes it just means some type of growth or change where you're at i was talking to one of our members yesterday who uh what it meant for him the output of this process was uh working on his calendar yeah (laughs) it was literally we got to work on his calendar restructuring how it looked Mm -hmm. because he's like wow these are the things i'm good at and love to do and they're getting crowded out all the time by these other things that Mm -hmm. someone else should do Mm Mm-hmm. And we were, so we just started working on his calendar or it could, you know, I say that one cause it's like the, maybe.
1: It seems so simple, but th- that one seems to change a lot of people's lives yeah. when they realize they're <laughs> in control of their calendar. Yeah. To be more purposeful for the things that they want to be purposeful with.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe just in case anyone is wondering what that part of it looks like, could you just say a bit about what does it look to go into like um the job search uh, track at that point.
1: Yeah, it's very similar to the Career Suites pop, basically you pop in and you can do it on your own. So there's six or seven modules and they're pre-recorded. So it's me, actually, my voice talking and watching. And you'll see a video that That drives you through this six or seven key things you just have to know to find a job, there's also going to be attachments with it to help you with some of the things to support some of the things I say. So you can do it on your own or you can join group coaching, which is once a week on Tuesdays right now at noon Eastern time and you're with other job seekers, which means you're not alone. People love that. And they share ideas and there's always a coach there to guide and direct your questions. So you can do the course on your own and then join the group coaching. And then of course we have people who just are like, nope, I'm totally lost and I want to do all this plus have individual coaching
0: yeah that's so good and then it's it's similar a little bit different for the business owner track and again this is sometimes people just thinking about should I start a business or what would it be yeah all the way to in the process of starting all the way to started and trying to grow it and so what that tends to look like in the again, similar course with about seven module videos. This one is me talking, so mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> uh, and, and the group coaching or the personal coaching, but in the group, it's a little more, um, all right, let's just keep coming together to hear what other people are doing because there's something with, um, entrepreneurship that's so vital and, and helpful and comforting about hearing what others are doing. Cause you, there's so much you have to learn and so much on your shoulders and you're the only one and yet um, you feel like you're the only one in the world doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not a lot of natural built-in peers and so it's a lot of okay let's just be in it together type of conversations
1: I really love that you mentioned that people can take it when they're just considering I think that's really important because you really cover all all that it takes even though there's so so much more it's the basics of what it takes and it it makes you feel like can i or can i not
0: yeah yeah because there's so much about it that's all right what would the finances look like right what type of risks would i be taking what type of changes a lot of times people might be thinking about transitioning out of a job so there's the planning around that Mm -hmm. how do i do that well is is this a bad decision (laughs) how can i do and uh, honestly a lot of the time it's um it's not as scary as it might seem. You just have to have a bit of a plan and structure around it. So, a lot of what we do is okay. Clarifying what exactly you are doing, and creating the plan around it, so it's more—it's um, actually more managed than just like scary risk taking. But there is so much around uh, running and growing the business that we're just in it together. So, that one's cool too. And like like you mentioned, um, the leadership growth track is a newer one we added where you can get coaching to really grow in the specific areas Mm -hmm. that you want to. Um, So that's kind of what we have to offer in the the community coming off the career sweet spot. But that's kind of a, a really good starting point for a lot of people and kind of a unique thing that we offer to have the steps that kind of guarantee you're going to move forward, get more clarity and figure out your way. We're with you as long as you need it.